0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. And we are not alone here on this Friday. It is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast, Crown Jewel Prediction Show Edition. And if you're new to the channel, typically we try to reach out and get another expert's opinion on the world of professional wrestling when it comes to these premium live events. And today we are honored to be joined by Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone. Bill, how's it going? Good, sir. Thank you for joining the program for the first time.
2: I am very good. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. We're going to run down the entire card here uh, today, SP3. We got eight great matches and a segment, which I guess we'll try to predict, but who knows what the hell Bray Wyatt's going to do. So it's going to be, I think, a pretty interesting show all around, regardless
0: of what the results end up being. Uh, I'm just hoping everything goes down safely and goes down at all. Uh, I know we've got an update today, but ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm on high alert. Keywords, high alert on this show.
1: Yeah, um, things aren't good over there in, in Saudi Arabia right now. If you uh, don't keep up with the news, we've got reports of imminent attacks and things of that nature. So, yeah, various, very serious shit going down outside of Crown Jewel, right, in, in Saudi Arabia. So. Yeah, let's just hope everything goes well. The talent got there safely. Let's just all hope they come back safely as well. We've known that's tend to be a hairy situation sometimes before in the past as it is with these uh with these events, but uh, the sole focus for the majority of this show is going to be on the card itself which we hope again will go off without a hitch uh before we uh, get into our predictions and really get launched here i uh, gotta thank our friends over at bet online we would not be here without them right now basketball's back nfl's right in the full swing now bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll find the latest odds team matchup information player news and game trends at bet online And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether it is the NFL, NBA, or the NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf. It's all there. I think you can even bet on Crown Jewel, if I'm not mistaken. Head to BetOnline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive those rewards. That is B-L-E-A-V bet online where the game starts we appreciate you guys uh joining us here today on the youtube channel or on the podcast channel available wherever podcasts are whether it's iheart spotify google we're there we appreciate you tuning in if you're joining again for the first time you haven't hit that subscribe button make sure to hammer that subscribe button because as soon as we get to 500 subscribers we're so close we're so dang close sp3 as soon as we get there Somebody's going to win one hundred dollars free cash money to either AEW shop or shop WWE. Wait, AEW shop AEW and WWE shop. Now I got them correctly. There we go. Very creative names all around. You're going to win a hundred dollars regardless. Uh, on us, uh, just check out my pin tweet at Rick for all of those details. We are so close. We are getting there. All right, gentlemen, are we ready to break down everything that again hopefully will be going on? At Crown Jewel, let us start with this absolute barn burner. Uh, we got about a 1,000 pounds in the ring here. We got Braun Strowman, Omos, MVP is going to be present. Bill, <coughs> how to you be the battle of the Giants shaking out this Saturday afternoon?
2: Uh, I'm going to say Braun wins. I don't know how long this goes. I'm going to say maybe six or seven minutes at most. I think it's going to be, uh, I, I use the phrase classic uh, loosely, but a classic Goldberg match as uh, what we've seen as, from him as of late or from his recent run. But uh, I feel like this is just really to reestablish Braun. Uh, I think almost had his run, uh, but you know, fans haven't seen Braun in a while. Maybe they just want to put him over as the you know the monster of all of the monsters in the WWE universe
1: yeah uh sp3 I kind of equate this to like prison yard rules like you show up Braun shows back up and what do you do you you, you punch the biggest dude in the yard just to to prove your dominance and I kind of feel like that's what WWE is going here with Braun Strowman because remember everybody said well they don't need Braun Strowman anymore because they have Omos Omos was Vince's guy to replace Braun Strowman. And now Braun is back here to take on uh, the big man uh, now that Vince is gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, this can go one of two ways. It could surprise us all, and we can get what Bill's talking about. Maybe like the, the Brock Goldberg WrestleMania 33 type match that's all thriller, no filler. Or we can get some of those classic... Great Kali versus Kane matches. And I think that we are going towards the latter here with the with what I've seen from Omos. I will say Braun Strowman, I do have winning this one because if you look at it, based on the people that Triple H has brought back, Braun is one of the stronger booked people. I would say it's him carrying cross and Johnny Gargano that have been the, the best booked out of the people Triple H has brought back into the company. And like Bill said, I think this is kind of the cementing win that he's the monster, the number one monster in WWE again.
1: Yeah. I I think, uh, I think Braun wins this one. I don't think this is going to be pretty. Uh, I think this is going to be, you know, big meaty men bumping meat kind of a match. Um, Braun's going to go over on the end. Uh, I think the power slam he's going to hit on Omos is going to be impressive. uh, And hopefully it goes off without a hitch, but I really don't have a whole lot to say on this one. I think this one is, is tailor-made. Like I said, to just establish Braun as the big dude in the yard. uh, Once again, we got the OC returning Gallows and Anderson teaming up with AJ styles to take on the judgment day here. SP3. Rhea Ripley is going to be floating around there. You know she's going to play a role in this matchup. OC has been trying to recruit somebody to come in and kind of even the odds there. Uh, Even because it's basically kind of a one-way street when we're talking about Rhea Ripley here. She can body slam gallows, but they ain't going to touch her. So how do you feel? What kind of a role is Rhea going to play on Sunday? Are they going to be able, or excuse me, Saturday? Are they going to be able to find anybody to, to even the odds here? How do you see this one shaking out?
0: uh i predicted this was one of the names i threw out there you know the more obvious choice to kind of even the odds for the oc is beth phoenix but i I know a lot of people would love for her to kind of sell the concerto that she received that extreme rules a little bit longer so you can take her out of the equation you know there's people that they said are going to be brought into wwe or come back to wwe chelsea green tegan knox Those names don't kind of really fit there. I said, I suggested Raquel Rodriguez. She has a history with with Rhea Ripley. She's a formidable force. She kind of would fit in kind of with the OC, with their look and their feel. She would kind of just fit in nicely with them. And then I heard, then I heard the report that uh, uh, Raquel and AJ Styles have been teaming up on house shows. So it makes me lean even further Hmm. into that idea. So I think it is going to be Raquel and the OC kind of has to win this one, even though I don't want them to. I want to like, see the Judgment Day push continue. But yeah. if the OC loses here, why the hell did you bring back out? Did you just bring back Gallison and Anderson to just job out to Judgment Day? Because the OC has pretty much been chumped out by Judgment Day in the lead up to this. They they got the advantage, you know, coming back. But ever since then, they've just been you know putting them over every single week. So they kind of have to win at the paper.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic there, Bill, because you have uh, Judgment Day, which has steadily been gaining ground and picking up momentum. And then, as SP three just said, man, you know, you just brought back Gallows and Anderson. You you reunite the the OC, which the last time we saw them in WWE, they were all jobbing out to the Undertaker before they got released. So now they're coming back. How do you see this one shaking out?
2: Uh, again, similar to my argument for Braun, I think maybe put over the oc uh it feels like i don't want to say they don't know what they're doing with judgment day but it feels like you know are you going to push them really hard and have them be this you know unstoppable stable are you going to have them be like fodder for whoever else they're facing like you know the the edge thing it you know kind of felt like almost like 50 50 booking in a way uh I feel like the OC can afford to take the loss here, but I don't know if they will uh, without going too behind the scenes and saying like, uh, you know, like what they have planned down the line for the next three or four months. I think, you know, short term, I think Judgment Day can afford to take a loss and maybe establish the OC as, you know, a a formidable team again.
1: Yeah, it... (sighs) Again, I see Rhea playing a huge role in this. I don't know who the OC brings in to try to corral her and, and keep her from uh interjecting in the match and giving judgment day the upper hand. And maybe they don't, maybe they don't have anybody. And Rhea, once again, you know, is the the X factor in this, and that's how they kind of justify the loss for the OC. I think if anybody in this match could kind of eat the pin, as strange as it would say and not really lose any ground it's it's aj styles because what has he really won in the last year and a half anyway um but man this one is tough because i'm with usb3 i kind of want judgment day to stay on this momentum and i'd like to see uh, a heel faction that is talk to talk for months about hey we're here to take over and then they lose like three straight matches to Edge, and you know that they they always got to cheat to win. I would like to see a strong heel faction actually back up the bullshit that they've been slinging, and actually start to take over. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about this twice on this very program because we have another heel faction on the women's side. We're going to be talking about in two separate matches here coming up. Um, I I feel like if they if the OC can pull somebody in to rein in Rhea, they'll get the win here. Um, and maybe they pin Dominic. I don't know. That would make sense because she's kind of Rhea's Bobo. So if she's not, you know, there to, to protect Dominic, he can eat the pinfall here. You talked about, uh, who did you bring up that, that you'd like to see show up? Uh, Raquel Rodriguez. I I actually love that because she, to be honest, she hasn't, her booking on SmackDown hasn't exactly been great since she's gotten there. They haven't really done anything of substance with her outside of her dominating a 10-minute match with Ronda Rousey and then losing via a fluke. She wins the tag team titles with Aaliyah, holds them for all of two weeks. Doesn't really have a, a character or any kind of prominent storyline right now. Putting her with the OC would be great. I'd throw in Piper Niven as a as a, as a a secondary person that I'd love to see show up and be in there because they're not doing anything with her anyway. Note I said Piper, not Dewdrop. You already brought Nikki Cross back. Might as well bring back Piper while we're at it. She's somebody who also has history with Rhea Ripley, uh, both coming from NXT UK. I feel like Man, can I flip a coin? I feel like I feel, I'm feel i going to go with Judgment Day. I, I think Judgment Day is going to find a way to get a win here. I just, I don't know. I feel like they brought back Gallows and Anderson to kind of fill out the tag team division, but I don't know if they have any real plans for them right now. We got Drew McIntyre. We got Karrion Cross. It is inside of a steel cage. For me, I think this one... You can't go 50-50 booking, right? Like right off the bat with with Karrion cross. as far as this is concerned with Drew McIntyre. I think some way, somehow, he gets the win in this one. I'd like to see him win a matchup without needing help from Scarlet. because it's like it doesn't matter who the opponent is. She always has to interject. She always has to help him win. I think this dude can be a big enough a badass that he can win matches on his own. Um, Bill, do you think that happens in this situation?
2: uh i'm not sure uh you know logic would make you think the cage is gonna keep her out but it's wrestling and we know that's not gonna happen um i i'm i'm gonna agree with you i i feel like you know cross is a, enough of a threat where he doesn't need her help in this situation you know like look at what he did in nxt like You know she was part of the theatrics and she's played her role well on you know on Smackdown so far but I feel like push comes to shove you have to let him do what he did or what he can do on his own at some point I know that they're a tandem but they're always going to be so there's no reason not to you know let him stand on his own instead of you Know possibly running into another Adam Cole promo situation where you know more than talent start taking shots at him. So, uh, I think cross wins again. I, I, this is nothing to do with the result, but I kind of wish the blue cage would come back. That's my- Like, I don't know. I feel like they do so much for these shows sort of as a nostalgia pop. Like, why not go get the Blue Cage out of storage and uh, pop that way?
1: SB3, I feel like this is a uh, a, a match that not only Cross needs to win, but I feel like this is kind of – I feel like this needs to be one of those – Matches where cross kind of makes a statement in his performance and really kind of solidifies himself as that top tier performer that everybody feels like, or at least a lot of people feel like uh, he has the potential to be.
0: I think carrying cross needs a strong match more than he needs a win. Cause the steel cage in Traditional sense in WWE's thinking is that Carrion Cross can lose this match without being pinned or submitted. Drew McIntyre escapes the cage, and then you can still go on and say Carrion Cross is unpinned in WWE is unpinned, unsubmitted for over a year. They can go on a streak, and he can win every other match after that. That's why I think Drew McIntyre he needs a win. He needs a win much more than Carrion Cross at this point. He lost at Clash of the Clash of the Castle, and then sang like a damn fool in front of his home his home country and then he lost at extreme rules and then you know he, how many times can a baby face lose before he's not effective or you have to take him down a peg and drew mcintyre is one of the few main event baby faces that they have so i think that he needs a win at this point so that's why i'm going with drew
1: you could you could do the classic you know big man moment where cross chucks mcintyre through the damn cage mm-hmm.
0: and have no, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Carrion Cross is not that guy. He's not that guy. He's he's not. He's doesn't have. He he has like he's hard hitting. He can do suplexes, but he doesn't have that strength that has been you know historically for people that do that spot.
1: Yeah, but you got McIntyre. He's a big dude. Momentum carries a lot in that kind of situation. You could set something up like that. Um, I, I I would tend to agree with you though. I do think Cross needs a big performance here more than I would necessarily think that he would need a win i don't know if mcintyre would just escape the cage though i, I feel like he's got he's a guy who would want to beat karen cross so it's going to be like legitimately beat him whether pin him or submit him especially all the bullshit that cross has been doing with him he's not just going to literally walk away from the fight i think this is a situation where mcintyre is going to try to end it i think cross ends up winning one way or the other though we got the uh, men's tag team titles on the line. Hopefully, Jay is feeling Usy enough because he's got to take on the brawling brutes. We got Butch. We got Ridge Holland. Bill, is there any way, shape, or form the Usos walk out of Saudi Arabia without the hardware that they came in with? Uh,
2: there's always a chance, but it's very, 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 very slim. I, I do not see. Uh, I don't see a scenario where they lose this match, so
1: I'm I'm kind of there too. Uh, I well, this 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 is a fresh baby face tag team. SB three. We talked about this earlier in the week that they have you know finally uh a, set up as a fresh opponent for the Usos. But they're not winning this match. Let's let's be honest here.
0: Well, you know, for for a day or so, my, my nickname on Twitter was the number one Triple H critic. And I'm sorry I got to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy again. And I'm going to say everybody was telling me Triple H is this big lover of tag team wrestling. Yeah, he's done so much to rebuild this tag team division. What, what has he done? He's done nothing. All he did was change the Brawling Brews to Baby Faces. They didn't get any credibility building wins. They beat Solo and Sammy. C- great. Because Sammy can't get along with Jay. That had more to do with the Bloodline than it had anything to do with them. They've lost repeatedly to Imperium. So it's just like, and they lost to the Usos on SmackDown. So it's like, how am I supposed to be interested or think? That the Brawling Brutes have any chance of winning, so that takes away some of my enjoyment of the match going in because I know who's gonna win. But I think they're gonna have a pretty good matchup. They're gonna be be in front of a vocal crowd. This kind of seems like the type of match that would kick off the show. But yeah, the Usos are. Winning. You
1: know, the the only way that I could see the Usos losing this matchup is what you would, you said exactly just a few moments ago. The fact that Jay and Sammy aren't getting along with one another. You could have some kind of an angle between Jay and Sammy. The only issue is Sammy's not going to be there. It's in in Saudi Arabia. You can't even do that. You can't even play off of that angle. (laughs) There's absolutely no way uh, that the brawling brutes are going to beat the Usos clean. I think those, those tag team titles are going to stay on their shoulders until Sammy is kicked out of the bloodline and they bring in Kevin Owens and you get KO and Sammy, and they're going to be the ones that take the belts off the Usos. And if that is not the direction they go, I don't know what the fuck triple H is doing to be completely honest. Speaking of things. Yeah, Bill, go ahead.
2: I was going to say really quick, uh, We all kind of think this is going to be very one-sided, but I don't think that means we're not going to have a fun match. Like, It's still the Usos. As you pointed out, it it very well could be a a kickoff or an opening match. I think it's going to be good. It's just I don't see them dropping the titles at least the rest of the year.
1: Predictable doesn't mean it's going to be bad at all, 100%. We know what the outcome is going to be, and that's fine. And that may be that may hold true for a couple of these other matches we're going to talk about. But they're still going to be good matches. You're absolutely right. Um, speaking of I don't know what the fuck Triple H is doing. Let's talk about the women's tag team titles. Um, they man, where, where, where to start? So Triple H comes in. He immediately establishes that the, he's going to bring back the women's tag team titles. He sets up the women's tag team title tournament as quickly as possible with like eight makeshift tag teams. And like the one team that he introduced uh, at SummerSlam, then they don't even win the damn thing. It's Raquel and Aaliyah. They hold the belts for two weeks. Damage control wins the match after they get a rematch because they got screwed because Dakota wasn't a legal competitor in the first match. Okay, fine. They should have won the damn tournament. They didn't. You would think that they're going to have a lengthy run with them because you're trying to establish this dominant heel faction, a la like I talked about with Judgment Day earlier. And then this past Monday, Dakota and EO dropped the tag team titles to Asuka and Alexa Bliss after 48 days. So now we've had three different champions in less time than the titles were vacant in the first damn place. And we're getting a rematch SP3 all of six days later. Is there any way that this is just Triple H booking for shock value and he corrects a mistake that he made on Monday and puts the titles back on damage control in Saudi Arabia?
0: Triple H, this great of of tag team and women's wrestling. He's doing great by these women's tag team titles. I'm so glad. He brought back these titles so we could get a 13-day reign of Aliyah and Raquel Rodriguez, and we could get a 48-day reign of damage control where they lost a three-on-one advantage in a ladder match during that reign. Great, yeah. great stuff. Great stuff by damage control. Um man, I, I looked at I watched the other day my reaction, uh, my review of SummerSlam, and I was so excited about damage control. i was oh, so happy. But it just three months later, it just feels like Triple H blew his load on two on three returns at once and didn't know what to do with them as a unit. But hopefully, maybe Crown Jewel will be known as the recovery of damage control. So I'll go with Dakota and EO.
1: I'll hold my uh, comments uh, on that, Bill. Uh, look, this this has been a clusterfuck. There's there's no other way to to describe it. Um, and you know I. What SP3, in my opinion, just said is is factual because we've heard Dakota go on record and say that she wasn't even called to come into SummerSlam until two days before the event. So it's not like Triple H had these big master plans laid out. This was a Hail Mary by Bailey to the new regime to say, hey, can I finally get this group together that I've been wanting to have for seemingly years now that, that Vince McMahon turned down every time she brought it up? And Triple edges, yeah, fuck it. What's Dakota doing? Call her in. Get her up here. Let's go. We'll bring in EO Sky. Get her signed. Great on paper. The execution afterwards has just been one head scratcher after another. Do we get another head scratcher this Saturday?
2: I, I don't get, like, I hate title switches like this. I mean, the most recent one, uh, obviously, we saw how convoluted and much people complained about it, uh, Punk and Moxley. Uh, better left. Let's not go there. <laughs> There's, we're still seeing the fallout of that, but yeah. uh, I don't I don't get the title switch. I mean, maybe you argue it was to, you know, get people to tune into Raw, but it's like, you're just going to, are you going to flip the titles back? Like, I, I think the, the women's tag team division in WWE is just, I really feel like they don't know what they're doing. I feel like it was... Okay, let's give the women titles, but like you need something meaningful. Like it, it can't just be makeshift teams, like we saw a few years ago in the men's tag team, and then with all the uh, with all the women's stables, where it was like just let's put team at the beginning of their name, and that's how we know they're a team because it says team, yeah. like team PCB or whatever. Uh, but they they need to get something going. I don't know if this show is going to be that show that it happens on just because uh politically what's going on, like, you know, it's Saudi Arabia. There's, you know, still some things they have to adhere by, but uh I kind of feel safe in saying, at least we're not going to get a bunch of predictions of, Hey, this is the show Sasha and Naomi come back at. Yeah. So we've heard that for, Uh, five months.
1: And and I think that's part of the issue here is I feel like triple H thought Sasha and Naomi would be back by now. Like that's based off of the booking that we've seen. That's the sense that I get here is he thought they would be back by now and they would be an established baby face tag team to go up against Dakota and EO. If that is still the end game here, you got to put the belts back on them sooner rather than later or not because Sasha's out there living her best life right now. She's at red carpets and purple carpets and she's doing New York fashion week and she's doing modeling and this, that and the other thing. And wherever she goes, Naomi seems to be there. we heard reports that Naomi's, you know, negotiating to come back. Sasha has a, at least a decent enough relationship with WWE where she's backstage at a New Mexico city event. So, I mean, who knows what the hell's going on there when they're back, they're back. We'll just, say that much but as far as this matchup right here right now my goodness man you've had so many hits in big matches for damage control I honestly don't think at least in the eyes of the fans that this this group is already waffling they're already wavering you cannot hand them another major loss let's not forget the fact and sp3 brought up the fact that Bianca Belair already single-handedly beat all three of these ladies in a ladder match by herself not only did they lose the belts on monday they lost that damn match twice because Sky tapped out the referee didn't see it typically you do that booking so the heels can walk away with the gold no they still lost the fucking match anyway at the end of it so they lost that damn match twice this has to be damage control they have to get the belts back I, I call it shock value win for Alexa and Asuka. Hey, tune into Monday night raw during football season because any fucking thing can happen. That's the only explanation I can, I can make for this. I love Asuka. I love Alexa bliss. I would hope that they have some creative concrete plans for them because they've been nothing but sidekick Bobo's to Alexa or to uh, uh Bianca Belair since this whole entire thing happened. I'm not sure any of that's going to happen until after survivor series. Cause again, this Talk about kicking the can down the road. It feels like this is going to be a culmination in war games where damage control needs to win there, but that can't be the big payoff. You can't sit here and say, hey, we're going to take control, and the only big win you get at war games is the prize of nothing. You won war games. you got to walk away with this with all the gold if you're going to take control. So it has to be damage control, and then I'll go ahead and roll right into this. I love Bianca Belair. I think she is a superstar. I think she has reached the echelon of the four horsewomen. But it has been three years since we have seen Bailey win a big match. Since the last time that she held gold. Granted, there was a lengthy spell there where she was hurt. All right, that's great. But she was the person that Bianca first went over on her big rise up to the top. She was the first pillar, the first horsewoman that she knocked off. And she knocked her off on several occasions. This is a last woman standing match there. You don't have to pin Bianca. You don't have to make her submit. You don't have to make her quit. All you got to do is knock her out and you got two other women that you can help you along the way to get this done for damage control's sake. For Bailey's sake, she has got to win a big match. SP3. I'm glad Bianca's had this historic run. She'll get another Bailey has to win this. She has to win this. There's no other way around it. She has to win. For her sake and damage control sake, she has to win.
0: And why am I more confident in Dakota and EO than I ever been? <laughs> I'm, I'm going for Bailey here. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going for Bailey here because I believe. You know, I'm a damage control stand. I've been, all I've been doing is complaining about Triple H for damage control because I can't believe he has done this. He has created a female nexus. They are basically Nexus in the fall of 2010 already, and it's it hasn't even been more than a hundred days of them as a unit. Like, oh god, Bailey has to win. Bianca Belair has had a credibility. Building reign here, you know, put on so many good to great matches, whether it be the triple threat at Hell in a Cell against Becky at SummerSlam, the, the of course, the match winning it at WrestleMania, one of the best WWE matches of the year. Uh, you know, her stuff, her match with Bailey was very good at, at last month in the ladder match, and this match, of course, they have good chemistry with another, it's going to be another good matchup. But Bianca has been built like the female John Cena at this yeah. point and this kind of stipulation. I, that's why I have no, I am. I don't feel hundred percent about my prediction of Bailey because typically John Cena, like statures, John Cena like characters don't lose last man standing, last man standing, last man, last woman standing matches. So I'm worried for Bailey, but I'm going for it. Bill, I don't care if they got to park a damn
1: forklift on top of, <laughs> top of Bianca Belair. She's got to stay down for a 10 count in this one. Doesn't she not?
2: Let's stay on the uh, the John Cena comparison. He didn't really lose those type of matches, but maybe sometimes he should have to put over the, uh, whether it was Umaga or whether, I mean, you, you know, he had some good matches with Edge. I, th- I feel like Edge maybe made out the best out of working with him, but Uh, I think, I think Bailey needs this one, like really needs this win. Uh, She could do a lot with the title going into mania. It feels like Becky versus Bailey is a way to go. I think, you know, put some more heat on Bailey. Let, let that simmer until Becky comes back. I'm not sure what the immediate answer is for Bianca, but. She's had a great reign. I mean, this is longer than her SmackDown title run. Uh, she's looked great all year. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, put put Bailey over. Let's see what else Bianca can do. I mean, she's a huge star. She's going to have many, many more title runs, I think, before it's all said and done. Uh, they clearly have confidence in her. I mean, we saw the report this week uh she and Montez are getting the Hulu show. so they they clearly have invested in her in many yeah. ways. She's not going away. You know, she'll be back in in the title picture, but Bailey needs this. Uh, I think she goes over. I'm not sure how. I think, you know, it's not gonna be a clean win, but uh, I think I think we're gonna see Bailey holding the title after uh, Saturday.
1: Maybe Nikki gets involved in this. Maybe that's the X factor in this one uh, to kind of set up what the, the teams are going to be for that war games match. I think we can all predict that, you know, these ladies are going to be involved in a war games match. Maybe it's, it's Nikki who rounds out the, as the fourth member of that, that damage control team. Nikki's kind of been a tweener in between just attacking anybody because she's wild and crazy Nikki again. And everybody's happy about that. It's a possibility. I I, I don't care how honestly, she could beat her clean as a sheet. I don't care. It's it, it's a last woman standing match. It's, there's no, there's no clean about it. You can knock her out with brass knucks. You can just sit over top of her and punch her in the face with brass knucks until she passes out. It doesn't matter. Bailey's got to win this one somehow, some way. I, I I don't know what this does for damage control if all three of these ladies lose again on the big stage. I I just. Hmm. They got to win something with stakes. They won at Clash. That's great. Cool. You pinned Bianca for the first time in, what, like a year? Because she's been the strongest built person outside of maybe Bobby Lashley in the entire freaking company. What'd that win you? Nothing. You're probably going to win at War Games. Cool. What's that going to win you? Nothing. You got to win something with some stakes. SP3, Uh, this just the fact that Bray is going to be there on Saturday probably took my excitement level for this pay-per-view from about a 6.5 up to about a, a, a about an 8 I would say because you never know what we're going to get with Bray Wyatt especially this iteration of Bray Wyatt I still don't know what or who the fuck Uncle Howdy is uh he kind of creeps me out and I'm cool with that uh I'm I'm interested to see where this is going with this do you think we get Another uh, appearance by Uncle Howdy. Do we finally get an unmasking of a member of the Wyatt Six? Do we get Is this the spot where we get the big return? Bill said, probably not Sasha and Naomi here. Could we get a, a big return here with Bray Wyatt?
0: I mean, I, I want this to kind of be like the breadcrumbs. So I think that, you know, the whole thing with Uncle Howdy, I think we need a development. If it's going to be on a premium live event, it needs to be a segment that we're going to actually remember. So, you know, they could go the route of revealing uh, who Uncle Howdy is. But I would just like the reveal of knowing that Uncle Howdy is an actual other person. So yeah. if they could just do a segment where, you know, Bray comes out, he could cut his promo, then the lights go out, you hear Uncle Howdy on the screen, and then we get an entrance for Uncle Howdy. We get a stare down with him and Bray, and then they do the usual Bray Wyatt stuff of,
2: <laughs>
0: and then lights go out, they disappear. <laughs> Next segment, let's go.
1: Uh, Bill, I feel like we need a reveal here because the pay, if there are legitimately six members of the Wyatt, if this, if there's a faction and it's a Wyatt six and we got five people to go the the pacing for this, that they're doing right now, we're not going to know who all's in the Wyatt six and Bray went, not even have a damn match until WrestleMania at this point. (laughs) At some point he's got to get in a ring, right. And actually wrestle. So I'm hoping we get some kind of a reveal. I'm enjoying it, but I feel like the pacing needs to pick up here a little bit.
2: Yeah, I I need something a little more to advance the story. Uh the white rabbit stuff was really fun. Uh I I don't really I don't want to discount anybody, but you know, it whoever is under that mask, like is it going to be a big reveal or is it all of us building up our expectations of who it is or who it isn't? Um I mean, you got everybody thinking it's it's Bo Dallas based off yeah. of Uncle Howdy's earring. Which would I mean it's kind of okay, put Bo and and Bray together. That's kind of been the argument for the past three, four years, whatever it may be. Makes sense. Is that it makes sense? Is that enough for you know people to be like, oh yeah, I'm really glad they paid that off because they never really promised it. I'm kind of thinking all right maybe just have uncle howdy appear in the ring or you know just physically appear instead of it being the promos like we've seen the past two weeks so i i honestly i don't know if i have too many expectations for bray's appearance just because you know we we don't know where it's going and that's not really a bad thing it's just i kind of want to i want to set my expectations to the right level and like you said if there's six people i think they need to you know give us one of them if yeah say it's three people in the six but you know there's three people and then the three alter egos like what if they're you know looking at it that way then i'd say yeah maybe draw it out if there's only three wrestlers and then you know some people think like the uh, like Huskis and rambling rabbit, you know, like they're going to play off of that, but I, I'm kind of just taking a wait and see approach to this.
1: Yeah. I think at the bare minimum and, and SP three kind of brought this up. I think at the bare minimum by Saturday, we should know whether or not the Wyatt six are actual other people or they're just, Bray Wyatt playing off of identity and it's just all in his head and he's playing all of these different characters because I think that bill would set up the expectations then. Well, if it's just Bray Wyatt and he's talking to himself, okay, we know what direction this is going to go and we should not, you know, expect anybody like a Bo Dallas or a Chelsea Green or, you know, pick anybody, uh, Liv Morgan, you know, to hop up. But at the same time, we have seen those backstage segments where you got those hooded figures who are praying and kneeling uh to to Bray Wyatt's new symbol which makes me think that though there are going to be people involved I just hope that we get one reveal uh this coming Saturday at Crown Jewel guys make sure to hammer that thumbs up button if uh, you're enjoying the show so far today that really helps drive up our audience so we appreciate that if you're new to the show thank you for joining us and by the way make sure to hammer that subscribe button we're inching closer to 500 subscribers as soon as we get there somebody's winning 100 to either shop aew or wwe shop uh it is on us it is your choice whichever one you want to get if you want to go out and buy five of those scissor me daddy foam fingers foam scissor hands you can do it you can get them on us i'm just guessing i don't know how much they are i'm sure they're probably twenty dollars like let's be honest it's wrestling merch it's going to be expensive so it's on us that's what I'm saying all you got to do is hit subscribe go check out my pin tweet and retweet it and you're registered here we go two more matches left and this might be the one I'm looking forward to the most I honestly don't care who wins because who wins we win it's going to be Lashley it is going to be Lesnar they are going to beat the holy shit out of each other SP3 and I am going to enjoy every single solitary minute of it
0: yeah i think this should be a lot of fun i think this is gonna be definitely the all thriller uh no filler type of matchup i just hope that they can improve upon what we got at the royal rumble the royal rumble was kind of a nice teaser but it was more about the finish than anything we saw in the match a lot of that was down to maybe lashley you know being hurt at that time and stuff so I hope he's healthy. I hope he's ready because I'm I'm really looking forward to this match. Probably uh, the most interesting, intriguing matchup heading into crown jewel. But I got Bobby, uh, Bobby Lashley taking the loss here and Brock Lesnar getting his win back.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I think Lesnar is going to get the win here to complete the 50-50 booking and, and set up the rubber match down the road um and i think that's something that wwe would want to do to establish another match all i can like the thing that i remember most about this first match back at the royal rumble was just how bobby was taking those german suplexes and he kept throwing his arm out there to kind of try to brace himself for the love of god i really hope we don't get that because i'm just sitting here watching that match and i'm going (laughs) he is gonna hurt his damn shoulder doing that and then what happens like a month later he's you know, hurts his shoulder, his shoulders hurt and he has to go off for a couple of months. So you can't tell me that didn't happen in that match. And if it didn't happen in that match, it's a damn miracle. So I'm hoping if we get some German suplexes, they're a little bit more clean. Regardless, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this. I do have Lesnar winning this one. What about you, Bill?
2: I'm yeah, I'm going to say Lesnar wins. I, I don't really mind the, the rubber match aspect in this one because they're just, you know, two huge dudes gonna beat the crap out of each other it might be a finisher fest Uh, i think maybe with lashley involved we'll get a little bit more of an athletic contest but uh i I, yeah there's not too much to my argument i think they're just gonna let brock get his win back normally i don't like that i kind of already said that about other matches earlier in the show but in this case i think it works especially when uh, you know Lashley wants to work with Brock Uh he's already said he doesn't think they're done after this I think it could be a, a really solid uh undercard match for the Royal Rumble so uh, I think Brock gets his win back and you know that also kind of frees up somebody to fight Roman Reigns or Logan Paul you know depending on how that shakes out I'll be fair for now but uh you know that that kind of allows somebody else to to move into the title picture, and it you know gives Brock and Lashley something to build off of instead of both starting a fresh feud or Brock disappearing for months, as he's known to do. So I, I think Brock wins here. That could be an interesting
1: way that because you you bring up you know a next challenger for for Roman Reigns. I mean, they could have Lashley win this match. You could do some kind of an angle where you know Lesnar's laid out, Lesnar's hurt. You know, I don't expect him to be at Survivor Series necessarily. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't show back up until WrestleMania season after this match with Lashley. You could pick things back up there. You could have Lashley win this match and set him up as the next challenger or Roman Reigns uh, heading into WrestleMania season. That might be something they could do. And I'll go ahead and put the disrespect on on Logan's name, and I'll just go ahead and say the next challenger for Roman Reigns, that could be an option that they would go with. But I think this is tailor-made for, for Lesnar to get the win here.
0: What, what, are we living in the same world? This is Brock Lesnar we're talking about. I, I just I just thought about it. He, pretty much, outside of Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, he's never let anyone beat him, and he didn't have a win over them or a win back on them. And he beat Roman plenty of times before Roman started beating him. And, you know, Drew McIntyre is pretty much the only exception to the rule. Every... Pretty much every person that has beaten him since his return in 2012, he's either beaten them before or he beat them after. And I think Bobby Lashley is going to be the same. And it sets up a nice little, you know, final match of the trilogy. I think it would be at WrestleMania. I think both guys would be in the Royal Rumble to build it up further for WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I, I that that's where I would go with it. You know, you can you can space this out. Lashley and and Lesnar at Mania in Hollywood, I think that is that that's a perfect spot for for Brock Lesnar, who, for the love of God, does not need to be in the title picture for a very long time, if ever again.
0: And if it wasn't for the microwave booking to get him ready for WrestleMania, Brock would have lost this whole year. He lost at the Royal Rumble to Lashley, he lost to Roman at WrestleMania, lost to Roman at SummerSlam. If it wasn't for him having to win the Rumble and the Elimination Chamber to set up the big match at WrestleMania, he would have lost pretty much this whole year. So I think they're going to even things up and have Brock win here.
1: All right, let's get to the main event of the evening. It is Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, defending the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World or whatever the hell they're calling it now against Logan Paul. His brother Jake is reportedly going to be there by his side to kind of even the odds here at least a little bit. Logan Paul says all he needs to do is land that one lucky shot there, Bill. Do they shock the world? Do they put the title on Logan Paul in his third match ever? Does he stop the, what are we at? 800 day reign of, of, of Brock. I've lost count at this uh, of Roman reigns. I've lost count at this point. It's been a hell of a run. Does it come to an end on Saturday? Is there any prayer, any chance whatsoever? Logan Paul walks out of Saudi Arabia with the, with, with the belts.
2: There's a chance. There's always a chance, but I don't see him winning. And I, I was, respectful when i brought him up before but uh i don't think you you, i want so i was thinking about this uh i want santino morella in the 2012 elimination chamber match that's what i want from logan paul nobody thinks he's gonna win but by the end of that match you thought he had a legit chance and there was a few kickouts near falls where you were like oh my god they're actually gonna do it I want that. I want to suspend disbelief. I want it to be that close. Like you're putting him in this spot. You clearly believe he's talented enough to be in that spot. And he's already impressed in his other two matches. Yes. Like blew expectations away in his first two matches. I have no doubt that he can do it here. So make it the best match that you can be. Maybe at the end of it, Or on smackdown like however you want to do it roman wins you know kind of you know gives logan his due and you know just like all right you gave me a good fight and then he you know still does like the acknowledge me to kind of get some of the heat back but you have to you know you you have to build him in you know just make him a credible opponent a credible challenger like or else why is he a in this spot in the first place so i don't think he's going to win but i I really want to see that like you know make it as close as you can
1: yeah uh make no mistake about it i don't think logan paul has a prayer of walking away with the championships but he's absolutely talented enough to earn this spot this is a dude that has impressed me granted albeit twice uh the two times that he has gotten in the ring this dude has taken to the business like a duck to water he is comfortable he knows how to work a crowd He, you know, just sells everything spectacularly. He's obviously an athlete. He, the dude knows what he's doing. And I think he's, he's got it in him to put on a great match with Roman Reigns. There's no doubt about that in my mind, but from a logistical standpoint, when you compare the resumes, Roman Reigns needs to win this match. He's going to win this match. And I think he needs the most importantly, the thing I'm looking for here is I don't want Roman Reigns to get help to beat Logan Paul. Roman Reigns should you can still do exactly what you're talking about. Give us the Santino, have Logan Paul, you know, go in there and give him the fight of his life and pull off a couple of near falls. Maybe Jake gets involved there a little bit, uh, you know, to to kind of help him out there because he does need the assistance. But at the end of the day, Roman Reigns, who gets a lot of help, who has gotten a lot of help to retain the belts over the last two years plus. He shouldn't be getting bloodline health to beat Logan Paul in his third match. i would I would hope we get a clean finish, a great match regardless, but Roman reigns does win this one s b three
0: yeah i mean you can forget the last time roman reigns kind of won without any like bloodline help i mean he beat matt riddle but that was kind of like on tv but like on a major show he's gotten a lot of help to beat you know brock lesnar at Summerslam, drew mcintyre i clashed at the castle uh he used the championship at wrestlemania to beat brock so like yeah it's been a lot of defenses as of late that he needed uh you know an assist or needed to cheat to win this shouldn't be one of them but logan paul is the most famous person in wwe currently so i am convinced i'm convinced due to the booking of damage control triple h hates me so if he (laughs) really wants to stick it to me logan paul will walk out of saudi arabia as our new undisputed wwe universal champion and then you can do roman versus uh rock at wrestlemania doesn't need any titles still be the main event and you could do logan paul versus cody Rhodes for all the gold two of the two of the most famous people that are blonde in the world cody and logan at wrestlemania 39
1: do you actually think that's what's gonna happen
0: no, I, I, I said, I said, I think Roman Reigns is going to win. Oh, okay. Saying. Logan Paul's the most famous person. This puts eyes on the title, puts eyes on WWE. He could go to all his, uh, you know, appearances with Jake Paul, Jake Paul, you know, the boxing star, he just beat Anderson Silva. Is like, I beat Anderson Silva. And Logan's like, I beat Roman Reigns. Like, dude, they, they can go around the world and it puts WWE on the map. So I could see... The argument for Logan Paul is all I'm really saying here. Roman Reigns, I think, is going to win. I'm hoping to God he's going to win. But if Triple H wants to stick it to me at the same time, give more eyes, more money for WWE, Logan Paul, new champion.
1: Look, I'll say this much heading into an event in Saudi Arabia. I didn't think there was a prayer that they would feed the fiend to Bill Goldberg. And what the fuck did they do? Granted different regime, but I, I, I guess not, not to pull out an old trope here, but I guess never say never. We'll all keep our fingers crossed. Bill, it's been a pleasure to have you. Where can people, uh, find your stuff, uh, plug the site, do all that good stuff, sir. Uh,
2: wrestle Uh, where I'm at most of the time, uh, Twitter right there. bprichard Pritchard one five, two, uh, that's about it. Just check us out on the website. Uh, we have some, some new interviews coming out in the next week, getting on, ready for NWA hard times, three, uh, nice. NWA hard times in new Orleans, uh, should have right now 2 I'm working on a third one. So that'll be a, a nice, week of content and yeah like i said twitter for wrestling or pop culture whatever you know whatever you want to talk about i'm there
1: absolutely you're one of the best follows uh for that reason specifically sp3 you got uh your big show this weekend yeah
0: oh no no we're taking a week off crown jewel preempted because oh, yeah. yeah, it yeah. moves us That's up the way part. uh we so so the, you could check us out on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We got our live watch along for Crown Jewel on Saturday. So join us for that. You can see me on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel for our Crown Jewel roundtable review on Sunday. So check out that. And for everything else, follow me at True Hill SP3. And thanks, Bill, for joining us. Appreciate seeing all the new, you know, new people that I haven't been on screen with before. We love it here at Believe.
2: Thank you guys once again for having me. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. Again, make sure to uh, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. To believe in pro wrestling, uh, working on setting up some interviews uh, of my own uh, for for this month with full gear right around the corner uh, as well. Also, uh, I believe finally I will start filming this week on a, a a brand new section of the channel that I have been trying to to get in the can for a month now, but you know things just keep coming up. Hopefully, we'll be debuting something new for you guys here very, very, very soon. Uh, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while. I will leave the tease right there. Uh, so make sure to subscribe so you guys don't miss out on any of that. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy SmackDown and Rampage tonight and Crown Jewel tomorrow. SB3 and I will be back 2-15 Tuesday to break everything down from the entire weekend. Don't forget Monday night at seven o'clock the raw pre-show with lost in the mid card, Jeremy and Matt, they'll have you guys covered there. And uh, yeah, other than that, enjoy your weekend, enjoy everything, be safe, have a great time. It's the believe in pro wrestling podcast brought to you by bet online. Thank you for listening to believe.